Welcome to Parsha in Progress. I'm Abigail Pogrebin, author of My Jewish Year. And I'm Rabbi Dov Linzer, president of Yeshivat Chovevei Torah Rabbinical School. And we are two very different Jews about to talk about our very last Parsha together after two years. It's kind of seismic. Like, where's the trumpets? It really is. I mean, wow, we've gone through the entire Torah. We've touched on every Parsha. But Abby, I hope this is not the last time we're talking Parsha together. No, thank you for saying that. I think we're going to be arguing into eternity. (laughs) God willing, we get there. We are in Ha'azinu, and that means give ear, correct? Ear, as in in the ear, E-A-R. Right. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. Very nice. Very, very nice. (laughs) Um, And this is written kind of like a lyric, this Parsha, right? It's, it's yeah. Not, how is this Parsha unlike any other Parsha, Dove? <laughs> Parsha Well, it's referred to earlier as a shira, which means either a song or a poem. The words here are not common words. They're very poetic, uh, very sparse. So we're going to read its beginning and, and kind of stay with just these very few verses. Again, we are in Deuteronomy 32.1. May my discourse come down as the rain. My speech distill as the dew, like showers on young growth, like droplets on the grass. And then it goes on, for the name of the Lord I proclaim, give glory to our God. 32.7, remember the days of old, consider the years of ages past, ask your father, he will inform you, your elders, they will tell you. And 31.99, therefore write down this poem and teach it to the people of Israel, Put it in their mouths in order that this poem may be my witness against the people of Israel. Kind of amazing. Very beautiful imagery around Moses delivering this poem, but I think it almost automatically connects to what it means to be receiving the Torah and what Torah can mean in our lives. The best book I ever read about a poem was called How Does a Poem Mean? Not What Does a Poem Mean? And it sort of says that a poem, it's not about what is it saying, what's its content, but how is it saying it? So I think that at least points to, yeah, there's something so powerful about the language and the imagery that it it really somehow gets into you in a way that uh, maybe a simple narrative would not. And the imagery is so powerful. What does it mean to consider the Torah to be like rain? I mean, what are your thoughts about that image, Abby? Well, I think it's a perfect segue to, to talk about the ending of this podcast and what it's meant to both of us in the sense of like, what does it mean to re-engage Torah and particularly with someone different from you in, in many ways. I hope that we align very much on values, um, but we live our lives Jewishly in very different ways, not just in terms of observance, but in terms of our communities and our kind of orientation to ritual and tradition and prayer and even discourse and kind of the fact that we've sort of not just chosen but forced ourselves to reckon with text, whether it's been in some ways resonant or completely alien, is exactly the gift of this book, is that it can Mm -hmm. bring um, very different Jews together Mm -hmm, and force mm -hmm. us not just to look at what our ancestors meant, but what it means today. Because if it doesn't, if it's not alive today, I don't think you can make the argument that it should continue to be read. And it obviously continues to be read. So... (laughs) So I'm going to read this Midrash that I found, which is a sort of the rabbi's explication of the verse in a more sort of poetic way. And it's already a poetic verse, but they spell out what the metaphor means. And it says, like rain on the grass. What's the case by rain? It comes down on the grass and it raises it up and it causes it to grow. So the words of Torah, they raise us up and they cause us to grow. And then it goes on and it says, and what is the case by showers? They come down on the grasses 
and they make them healthy and beautiful. So the words of Torah, they make us healthy and beautiful. And uh, then it quotes another verse. So I thought that idea that they cause us not only to grow, but there's some sort of beauty that it gives to our lives, to me, was very powerful. I mean, has, has this exercise caused you to grow? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this, and maybe I would then go back to the opening word of Ha'azinu, give ear. Because, you know, I think as a rabbi, this might come as a surprise, but as a rabbi, I tend to talk more and listen less. The opposite sort of of Hamilton, right? What was that line? Talk Talk less, less, listen more. (laughs) So sometimes as a a rabbi, I tend to do a lot of the opposite. And, you know, I have a lot of my prepackaged ideas around things of the verse. And I remember that when we were just sort of starting, I think I was very much giving over all of my ideas and not doing nearly enough listening. And in the process, you know, I really learned how to listen a lot better and that that has really been a tremendous growth experience for me. I think that I've learned a tremendous amount from your insights and your questions. So that word of giving ear, I think, is one of the key things in which I've grown from this experience. I think that absolutely that idea of growth applies to what I've learned from you and what this ongoing dialogue has given me. And part of it is, is as you said, it's that we, we kind of sit in our certainty and we've made up our minds. And not only is Torah difficult because it's often not exactly clear on the page what is being said or conveyed, but then when you kind of peel it away and talk to Dove Linzer, you realize, you know, you're coming at this very differently than I'm coming at the same exact five sentences. I think that is why this book is magical. I think it's why it continues to give and give and give again. What is that line in Talmud? Turn it, turn it, for everything is in it. And I think that this exchange with you and this friendship with you is a turning and a turning of a text that, you know, we are going to kind of deliver our audience from any more Dove and Abby um, <laughs> turning. But I hope that we we continue to do it because the growth is is not finite. You know, it is ongoing. It's a bottomless growth, which is uh, contradictory, but I, I kind of know in my head what it means that, you know, you're, <laughs> you're, you're constantly kind of nurturing this thing, but you're never done with it. You can never be done. Right. I so agree with that. And I, I was thinking about the difference between rain and dew. You know, rain is more, it's periodic and it's a lot of it and it has an immediate, like powerful effect. Dew is constant. We can't survive without the dew. And I think that there's an aspect of that in terms of this ongoing engagement with Torah, our ongoing conversation, you know, there's sort of the low flame that we're being nurtured by it. And that's a constant part of our relationship. And then there's like these powerful, powerful moments, you know, I was actually thinking about back to like, what were some of those moments that were real aha moments for me? I really loved that discussion about, do you find God in the synagogue? We had that discussion about the building of the tabernacle. You know, there's another discussion about Sota and the whole adulteress. And I was trying to contextualize it. And you were saying you're turning yourself into a pretzel, trying to hold on to the idea of the text being divine. And I was saying, well, what does it mean to you that the text is holy if you don't like, if you want to cut this whole piece out? And so I just thought the sort of honesty of that and the power of that. I and mean, I, I also remember the discussion of the stranger or the gear and how I was shocked to learn that the stranger is, is still the Jew. <laughs> it's, it's, the, the, it's the convert. In the rabbinic um, mindset. Yes. Yeah. and just But just the idea of, and particularly this time um, in our world, of, of thinking about whether we take care of our own or those who are not among us and the challenge of that, and not just in charity, but in dignity and how we live that, how we live that, you know, in a way that isn't token and it isn't just symbolic, but is actually felt 
by the true gear, by the true mm-hmm, stranger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just love to end with, you know, in this verse, it says, for the name of the Lord, I proclaim, give glory to our God. Part of the challenge of this is how often you bring us back to God, how often you bring us back to this exercise is essentially because of faith. And I, that's a very complicated issue for many Jews to not just articulate, but wrestle with. But I think that the exercise of just discussing God's book is a sense of engaging with the divine or honoring the divine or being grateful in a way that has both challenged um, and deepened my Judaism. Thank you. I mean, that I really identify with that. And I would add, you know, the image of the rain is something that comes from the heavens, but falls to the ground. And one thing I've really gained from you, Abby, is I could go on and on and you would sort of say, okay, but what does this have to do with with your life? And what does this have to do with what's really going on in the world? And the idea of bringing it to the earth and having it something that sort of affects our lives in a deep way, that's that's really uh, been a profound part of our discussing and our learning together. So let's end with gratitude and the rain. (laughs) (laughs) Amen, amen. The good kind of rain, the rain and the dew, but also gratitude to all our listeners who have come along with us, some for every episode, um, some Mm -hmm. intermittently. And for those who have missed it, you now can listen to the entire Torah in 10-minute segments. (laughs) It's it's good for your daily walk or your constitutional. Um, But we are really grateful for those who, you know, walked the walk with us as we flailed through this extraordinary book. And I am just so grateful to you, Dove, personally. A todah rabah, and, and here's to our future conversations. Shabbat shalom. Amen, amen. And I would just add gratitude to Shira and to Josh and to Tablet Magazine for hosting this. And it's really been a collaborative effort. And Abby, I hope we can learn together for many, many years to come. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Parsha in Progress is written and hosted by Abigail Pogrubin and Rabbi Dove Linzer. The show is produced by Shira Telushkin and executive produced by Josh Cross and Tablet Magazine. Our music is by Blue Dot Sessions. We'd be so grateful if you'd head over to iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to the show. It helps more people find us. You can also write or fetch to us at this email, ParshaInProgress at TabletMag.com. Thanks for listening.